Welcome to the Theo Soul Podcast, where theology meets sociology with a little bit of soul. I'm your host, Chad Cooper. On today's episode, we're going to deal with Sunday School Sundays. This is where we set aside some time for Christian education. We'll go over a Bible lesson that includes some scripture verses, a brief introduction, and background of the setting. Then, the exposition will give a verse-by-verse breakdown with some life application and some questions to end. Today's Sunday School Sunday Bible lesson will begin our summer teaching series entitled, God is Wise. For the next three months, June, July, and August, the teaching series will talk about God as sovereign, liberating, and all-wise. The focus is the many facets of God's wisdom as recorded in the book of Proverbs and Jesus' teaching as presented in the Gospels and in the New Testament letter attributed to James. For the month of June, the month theme is entitled Wisdom in Proverbs. The topics of discussion include week one today, the call of wisdom. Proverbs chapter number one, verses one through four, then verses seven through eight, verse 10, verses 20 through 22, verse 32 through 33. Week two, the value of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Week 3, the gifts of wisdom. Proverbs chapter number 8, verses 8 through 14, verses 17 through 21. Week 4, wisdom's feast. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 through 6, verses 8 through 10, verses 13 through 18. In the month of July, Wisdom in the Gospels. Topics of discussion include Wisdom's Vindication from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter number 11, verses 7 through 19. Then the second week in July, Wisdom that Amazes. Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3, verse 1, then verse 7. And then the gospel according to Luke, chapter number 2, verses 39 through 52. The third week in July is the wisdom of Jesus. Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Then the fourth week in July, wisdom, the way, the truth, and the life. From the gospel according to John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Finally, the last month in our summer teaching series on wisdom, August. The theme for August is faith and wisdom in James. In August, we have five Sundays, so five weeks. Week one in August, faith and wisdom. James chapter one, verses one through 11. Week two, hearing and doing the word. James chapter 1, verses 19 through 27. 
week three faith without works is dead james chapter 2 verses 14 through 26 week number four in august taming the tongue james chapter 3 verses 1 through 12 finally week five for the month of august two kinds of wisdom james chapter 3 verses 13 through 18 then it skips over chapter 5 verses 7 through 12 and that is a brief rundown for the new teaching series for the next three sunday months the next three summer months of june july and august for sunday school sundays wisdom and in times like these we all can use some good wisdom. Now, for week one, Proverbs chapter one, our lesson is entitled, The Call of Wisdom. Before we get to the lesson, just some housekeeping things we wanna share. Let's define wisdom using the Nelson's Illustrated Bible Dictionary definition. Wisdom is defined as ability to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action based on knowledge and understanding. The biblical concept of wisdom, therefore, is quite different from the classical view of wisdom, which sought through philosophy and human rational thought to determine the mysteries of existence and the universe. The first principle of biblical wisdom is that people should humble themselves before God in reverence and worship, obedience to his commands. This idea is especially found in the wisdom literature of the Bible, the books of Job, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. When we talk about wisdom literature of the Old Testament, wisdom literature of the Old Testament contains two principal types of wisdom. The first is practical and the second is speculative. Practical and speculative. The first type of wisdom, practical, is defined as wise sayings that offer guidelines for a successful and happy life. For example, the book of Proverbs that we're about to teach on. It encourages the pursuit of wisdom and the practice of strict discipline, hard work, and high moral standards as the way to happiness and success. Now, the second type of wisdom is speculative wisdom. It's defined as it goes beyond the practical maxims about daily conduct. It reflects upon the deeper issues of the meaning of life, the worth and value of life, and the existence of evil in the world. Some examples of speculative wisdom is found in the book of Job, as well as the book of Ecclesiastes. So just a little background as we get started with our Bible lesson of the call of wisdom 
we want to define the term wisdom itself. So, let's get started. Our lesson for today, week one, a fresh new teaching series on wisdom. It's called The Call of Wisdom, Proverbs chapter number one, verses one through four, verse seven and eight, verse 10, verse 20 through 22, then verses 32 through 33. Our key memory verse is verse 7. I'll be reading from the King James Version. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And that was verse 7 of Proverbs chapter 1. The lesson setting, it takes place in the year 970 to 931 BC, a uh, time uh, range. And the place that it takes place is Israel. A brief introduction. Solomon is given credit for authoring the majority of the book of Proverbs. However, internal evidence in the text points to the book being a collection of wisdom from a variety of individuals, edited and compiled over a period of time. Solomon was the son of King David and Bathsheba. See 2 Samuel chapter 12 verses 24 through 25. And he ruled Israel from the years 970 to 931 BC. The portions of Proverbs written by Solomon would have been written during his reign as king. Solomon was known for his wisdom and wealth. And most scholars believe he wrote these proverbs during the early years of his reign. Before, quoting cha chapter 11, verse 9 of 1 Kings, before his heart had turned away from Yahweh. Close quote. The book of 1 Kings gives us a clear picture of King Solomon's most impressive characteristics. The text says, God gave Solomon very great wisdom discernment and breath of understanding as vast as the sand on the seashore so that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the east he was wiser than anyone else his fame spread throughout all the surrounding nations he composed 3,000 proverbs people came from all the nations to hear the wisdom of Solomon and that those that was a quotation from first Kings chapter four, verses twenty nine through thirty four of the New Revised Standard Version. The word proverb is a translation of the Hebrew word maskal, M A S C H A L, which means a saying. Proverbs are short, pithy, memorable sayings that provide advice for living. God used Solomon to pen much of the book of Proverbs, which is full of advice for living successfully from God's perspective. Instead of pursuing foolishness, God's people can heed the lessons found in the Proverbs. As we will see in this lesson, Proverbs chapter 1 identifies the purpose for the Proverbs, calls wisdom seekers to listen intentionally and provides tools for successful living for those who choose to respond to wisdom's call. 
and it's just a brief overview and introduction of the book of Proverbs identifying the author is Solomon a brief bio sketch as well as a definition of the word proverb translating it from the Hebrew word now let's go ahead and break it a verse by verse breakdown our exposition section number one is entitled the purpose for the Proverbs so we're gonna read Proverbs chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 and then verse 7 from the King James Version it reads the Proverbs of Solomon the son of David king of Israel to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding to receive the instruction of wisdom justice and judgment and equity to give subtlety to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction section 1 the purpose for the Proverbs the book of Proverbs is considered wisdom literature written in the form of poetry generally the subsequent lines of each proverb complements or contrasts the thought in the first line of the proverb because it fits in the genre of wisdom literature proverbs must be interpreted with care max anders notes in holman the holman old testament commentary on proverbs quote proverbs presents general truths often not intended to be taken literally in every situation they are not intended to be technically true in all situations and they do not state everything about a given truth proverbs are not promises but general statements of truth rather than being thought of as exacting promises from God they must be understood as general guidelines for living a successful life close quote for this reason we will study proverbs not as promises we intend to claim but through the lens of carefully considered general principles that can be learned and applied in our cultural context Proverbs chapter number 1 verses 1 through 7 serves as a prologue or introduction for the entire book. In verse 1, readers learn the book's primary author, Solomon, and the author's family lineage, son of Israel's beloved King David. Verses 2 through 3 provide the author's purpose for writing. For learning about wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for gaining instruction. It is not enough for a person to have heard knowledge of what would be considered the wise action to take in a situation. In addition to learning about wisdom, one must have discipline to actually do what wisdom requires. Other translations render verse 2 as 
quote, to teach people wisdom and discipline from the New Living Translation and for learning what wisdom and discipline are from the CSB translation. The word understanding in verse 2 expresses the idea of knowledge or insight, truth revealed by God that is so deeply internalized as to permeate and guide one's actions. It is knowing that shows up in one's doing. The audience for Proverbs is revealed in verses 4 and 5. The simple and the young, along with the wise and the discerning. Solomon was writing to provide guidance to those who are young and inexperienced, those who lack common sense, those who desire the sensibility and discretion required to navigate life successfully, and those who are wise and want more wisdom. Although simple-mindedness often is associated with youth, the two are not necessarily related. That is to say, it is possible for a person who chooses not to learn wisdom's lessons to be an old fool. Likewise, a young person can have wisdom beyond his or her years. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 is one of the most memorized and referenced proverbs in the book and is considered a motto for this collection of wisdom. Solomon identified the quote beginning of wisdom which suggests a starting point or prerequisite. He then identified that starting point as quote the fear of the Lord. This fear is not a shaking in one's boots intimidation type of fear. Solomon actually was referring to awe and reverence for the Lord. Honoring and respecting the Lord requires surrendering and giving him the proper place in one's life. Solomon contrasted those who fear the Lord with those quote fools who despise wisdom and discipline. The word despise means to hold in contempt or to view as insignificant. They reference the blueletterbible.com. People who devalue God or his perspective will not seek to live according to his will, often choosing to disregard the discipline and guardrails provided by God's instructions. Solomon described the person who chooses not to fear the Lord as foolish and seemed to suggest only two options in this verse, fear God or be a fool. Summarily, the purpose of the Proverbs is to teach readers the way of wisdom which begins with properly relating to and serving God. See also Proverbs chapter 8 verse 13, 
chapter 9 verse 10 chapter 14 verse 27 chapter 15 verse 33 and chapter 19 verse 23 section 2 when wisdom calls we will be reading verses 8 10 20 through 22 Again from the King James Version. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttered her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Section 2 of our Expositional Breakdown The first seven verses of Proverbs chapter 1 explain wisdom is not hiding, waiting to be found. Instead, its source is God, and we begin to find it when we fear the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8, Solomon shifted his focus to giving advice and instruction, similar to the way parents instruct children. The NRSV translates verse 8 as, Hear, my child, your father's instruction." And do not neglect, do not reject your mother's teaching. Other versions translated as the NLT says, My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. Regardless of the translation, readers easily are able to picture a loving parent or the person of authority passing life lessons to the inexperienced and the young. See Proverbs chapter 1 verse 4. Solomon instructed readers to wear these teachings as a quote garland of grace on your head and a quote gold chain around your neck. This is not the only place in the Bible that speaks to the blessings that come from heeding the wisdom of parents. Solomon suggested the teachings of our elders, when aligned with scripture, provide protection from sin and its consequences. When we allow the wisdom of godly people God has placed in our lives to influence our thoughts and actions, we avoid the pitfalls of sin. Speaking as a loving parent to a child, the writer gave a warning in verse 10. If sinners or those to whom we refer as the crowd try to entice or lure a person to dishonor God or the wisdom of godly parents, then the only appropriate response is do not consent. Turn your back on them. Don't be persuaded. 
Verses 11 through 14 elaborate on this idea by providing examples of actions sinners might try to persuade us to take, such as, Come with us. Let's set an ambush and kill someone. Let's attack some innocent person just for fun. Let's swallow them alive like Sheol. We'll find all kinds of valuable property and fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot with us and we'll share our money. As it is said, sin will take us further than we want to go, keep us longer than we want to stay, and cost us more than we want to pay. I believe I say it again. Sin will take us further than we want to go, keep us longer than we want to stay, and cost us more than when we want to pay. Solomon warned against associating with the wrong people for the wrong reasons because their feet run toward trouble. They set an ambush to kill themselves and attack their own lives. Perhaps the wisdom of my dear grandmother sums this up well. If it starts wrong, it won't end well. In verses 20 through 22, the writer personifies wisdom as a woman calling out. Verses 20 through 21 describes a public outcry from Lady Wisdom to people in the squares, at the busiest corner, at the entrance of the city gate, and above the commotion. Wisdom is neither hiding nor trying to remain concealed. Instead, wisdom is taking the initiative to offer her services to those who choose to receive and follow her guidance. In verse 22, Lady Wisdom asks two rhetorical questions of those who need her counsel the most, which include the naive and simple-minded, the scoffers who enjoy mockery, and the fools who hate knowledge. Notice the repeated words in the two questions. How long? These words suggest a propensity to ignore the warnings of wisdom, perhaps because there seems to be no immediate consequences for following the way of folly. However, there must be an urgency to turn away from foolishness an urgency to hear and highly regard the call of Lady Wisdom. Now we will proceed to section three, entitled Answer and Live. We will read Proverbs chapter one, verses 32 and 33. Again, from the King James Version, it reads, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the pr prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Section 3 is entitled, Answer and Live. When wisdom calls, as the title of the previous section suggests, the best response is to answer. 
Verse 23 provides an excellent reason to answer wisdom's call. If you respond to my warning, then I will pour out my spirit on you and teach you my words. In addition, responding obediently to Lady Wisdom results in avoiding the waywardness that ultimately will destroy simple-minded, complacent fools. A final reward is assured to those who answer Lady Wisdom's call. They will be secure and live at ease without dread of disaster. The wise person will enjoy a good life, one full of security and peace. A thorough reading of Proverbs chapter 1 in its entirety reveals Solomon's intention is to call for his readers to devote themselves to the pursuit of answering the call of wisdom, listening and responding affirmatively to the advice and wise counsel of godly parents, elders, and teachers. In summary, let's have some lesson, life lesson application. We live in a time when we often prefer not to answer phone calls. We are bombarded by telemarketers and scammers. We prefer to avoid at all costs. Often if we cannot identify who's calling from the caller ID or by the name slash number that pops up on our cell phones, we choose not to answer. However, there are some calls we cannot afford to miss or save for later. Solomon reminded readers in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 that wisdom calls out to us and we must listen carefully and respond appropriately. In fact, we must respond with a sense that obeying wisdom is an urgent duty of God's people. Sometimes our response is to ignore her call so we can continue doing whatever it is we would rather be doing. An example of foolishness at its finest. However, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 32 reminds us that blessings, the kind of money can't buy, result when we live according to divine wisdom and embrace a life that prioritizes knowing and doing the will of God. So let's talk about it. We have a few questions. Question number one. We live in a world full of knowledge, innovation, and technology. Yet the wisdom described in Proverbs has become a rarity including among God's people. What fresh truth has this lesson revealed to you about the importance of godly wisdom? Question number two. We tend to define success based on a variety of worldly indicators. How is success defined in your community, in your family, 
in your church? How does success look based on the verses from Proverbs chapter 1? And does this match the definition of the members of your community, family, and church? The third and final question. The unifying principle for this lesson reminds us that feelings of inadequacy can perpetuate a limiting belief system and or negative attitude. Or they can become an opportunity to renew our minds with scripture. What general truth from this lesson can we apply to our lives when feelings of inadequacy hinder our growth in the Lord? And that was our Bible lesson for week one entitled The Call of Wisdom from Proverbs chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 7 and 8 10 20 through 22 and 32 through 33 if you would like to prepare for the next lesson here is some home daily Bible readings for you Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 10 Work for the good of all. Romans chapter 15 verses 1 through 6. Live together in harmony. 2 John verses 4 through 11. Wisdom is walking together in love. Genesis chapter 39 verses 6 through 18. Joseph resists temptation. Proverbs chapter 2 verses 12 through 19. Wisdom saves from temptation. Proverbs chapter 20, chapter 2 verses 20 through 22. Chapter 4 verses 24 through 27. Walk on just and good paths. And that will lead us to week 2 in our teaching series on wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 through 11. Following godly wisdom pays. This has been another episode of the Theo Soul Podcast. To check out the podcast, you can listen on platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, along with Google Podcasts. Please listen and enjoy. I'm your host of the Theo Soul Podcast, Chad Cooper. Enjoy another beautiful Sunday School Sunday. Signing off. God bless.